I want you to put the word out there. No Picks in the Dark is back. Understand me. Back to business. One twenty four twenty two. This episode is for you, the listeners, the fans. You guys get to ask all the hard-hitting questions. 20 fans came on a Zoom to find out more about the No Picks or Dark podcast. The host is Garrett Arwa from 001 and 004 episode. Enjoy No Picks or Dark podcast. Back in business. Let's go. All right, this is kind of surreal. No picks after dark, season four, back to business. All right, you've been doing this for a while. Season four, back to business. Tell us, why back to business? Why is that the theme? You know, we feel like it's been how many years? Well, been a year and a half of us uh, being in this state of, state of the world we're in right now. And I feel like people are getting back out and back out again. So it's like, if the government wants to move along, Hey, the podcast got to move along also. So we back to business. We about to go back and um, start like we did back in 2019 and start laying that groundwork back again. And uh, I had the hunger again and uh, I needed a good break to realize that. So that's what was very important to me. Just getting back to business and getting back to where I started, you know? All right. So tell us a little bit about the hunger that you just mentioned. You're about 160 episodes in. I would argue that you're not back to business. You ain't stopped. I mean, you put out nine ten episodes in november so tell us did, did you hit a wall at some point i know it's been hard for everybody during omicron like how tell us about that process um so i hit the wall probably in, in november um if you think about it, i hit 100 episodes in february so you gotta think about it as wow that's a lot of episodes and then you did another 60 or 59 there's only 52 weeks in the year so you got to think about how many episodes I was putting out each week. Um, in November, my, di- my dog got diagnosed with cancer. So that was like the first hit. And it was like, I don't even want, you know, at this point, I wanted to give up and just be like, I'm done for the year. But I had already had business obligations already, you know. Uh, and then my dad was in the hospital. So that was another thing that happened. You know, it was just things were hitting back to back to back with me personally that it was just a lot going on with me personally. And I didn't really have the push to do it anymore. And then I was like, you know what? I gotta do it. I have to get through the holidays and we'll make it through. And you learn a lot about yourself. So you're going through a lot of different aspects and people only see what you're doing. You know, I always tell people in December, and a lot of people know this, I put my, so I literally was at three or four events. I put my dog down on a Thursday and then I had a live event at Union that night. All right, Pete Hazel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God bless Hazel. And um, mm-hmm. that's the craziest part. I, I did that. And then the episode that just came out, that was a bonus. That was, um, again, that was another thing because I was done. And they were like, hey, we want you to do this job down there with T. Rowe Price and B Development. And I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. I, I really just don't. I'm, 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 tired i just want to mourn and i never had a chance to really mourn you know the dog was in for 10 years so people from the outside like oh you're going to these parties you're going to all these things you're going to all these events you're doing all this but really during this from november from veterans day up until 
my last episode that dropped was miserable. So again, when you're doing these shows, you're like, I, I don't know if I'm even going to do this. So that was the trials and tribulations that I went through. And, you know, fortunately, like, you know, great support system, great friends and stuff like that. It gave me time to reflect, you know, and then on top of it, my son got COVID. So it's like all this stuff is going on and you're like, I don't even want to do this anymore. And luckily for the holidays, I just was like reset, didn't touch the computer. I didn't touch anything because I just couldn't do it. It just wasn't me. And I was like, I'm, and again, remember this starts November on Veterans Day. And I put out so many episodes in November and I dropped two in December. That was it. So imagine, and then I did live shows in late October and in November. So and December. So imagine all this, because in my mind, before the diagnosis happened, I was getting things ready to go for going on like the different spots around Baltimore city and Baltimore County and doing live shows. And then all this like, was like, I was like a negative hit. Boom, boom, boom. But I guess, you know, we survived and that's where we're back to business now. That's where it all comes from. I'm back to business ready to get, get back on the, back on the horse again. And I know part of what has kept you like in business and is getting you back to business is like the people who have supported the podcast, your faithful listeners out there represented today by the super fans of no picks after dark. I know one of the questions I have as a super fan is like, you cover a lot of ground. You've done politicians, first responders, doctors, business leaders, 160 episodes in like, how do you develop the stories that you want to tell and you got to give people a sneak preview of what to expect in season four. You know, it, I always tell people in the beginning, nobody wanted to be on my show. And I always remember that. And that, and that hunger is coming, has came back to me now because I remember I was just asking everybody and people were like, no, I'm not going to your podcast. No. And one thing about that really helped me was my community that I live in on uh, Northeast Baltimore has always you know, held me down and they've always supported me. And that's one thing that is like extended family, you know, and they've been there saying, Hey, whatever you need, whatever, let me know. You know, there's somebody on the phone right now that's on the show that I'm looking at their name, but you know, the, she's always reaching out her and her husband and came to almost all my events supported me, you know, um, luckily sponsors have been like, Hey, what do you need? What's going on? Like, what can we help you out with? So the people have really been the ones that really mm -hmm. have pushed me and inspired me to get where I am right now. Um, next season. I mean, to get next season, I can tell you, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun season. I wish I could tell you who's coming on. We haven't signed on the dotted line yet, but I wish uh, we could talk about it, but we have cannot. Um, but he's pretty big. He's pretty big. He's very controversial right now. And I think a lot of people in, who live in Baltimore would love to be there. It's gonna be a live show in Northeast. Can't say when, but it's gonna be a live show in Northeast Baltimore at a certain restaurant. And that's gonna be a wild, a great show because He's a hot topic in the area. Um, I'm also interviewing the VP for Pandora Jewelry. Um, she's in North, mm -hmm. North America for sales. That's going to be a huge one that, you know, just we connected. Um, Ed Block Association, Ed Block Harris, they've reached out. Um, uh, Tom Perez, who's running for governor. Um, we're supposed to do a live show actually tomorrow night. We're supposed to do a live show tomorrow night, but I canceled it because I was like, you know, I want everybody to be safe out here. Um, just seeing what my son went through with COVID, I didn't want anybody else to come, come to a show to get COVID, you know what I mean? So we're delaying that until February. We'll have other gubernatorial candidates on there coming up in April. So that's going to be kind of cool to see that. But um, Keep them wanting more. That's, that, that's why we're here for no picks. So one of the things that, 
but I've seen in the podcast, particularly since the last time you and I checked in, is like your just collab game is on point. It isn't just that you're telling more stories, but whether it's what you did with Charm City Collective Media or Charm City Craft Mafia, what you've done with uh, some of the local breweries with Open Works, like the collab game is on point. So tell us, sneak preview. You got some new collabs coming out for your faithful listeners? <laughs> you got me thinking right now, collabs, what's going on? Um, you know, I, 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 see, I see a person who just came in the room. Uh, she just came in the room. So I'm hoping to uh, run it back Run it back with Visit Baltimore again. Um, I think uh, will Union, there's a possibility I'll be doing some stuff with Union. I'm trying to work with my friend. Uh, she knows what I'm talking about at John Hopkins. I'm trying to do one thing with her and her. Hopefully we can see what she can pull out over there. So that's a possibility. Um, I mean, right now, I'm actually, there's one that I'm working on that I can't talk about yet, but hopefully we will be doing a partnership doing a West Side Baltimore story. And um, I did a, did a ride along already with West Baltimore council person. Um, there's a story out there that a lot of people probably don't know about. If you remember a couple of years ago when um, Ellicott City was on national TV and they were talking about the flooding. Well, how much did they talk about West Baltimore flooding? Not a lot. The same thing happened in West Baltimore. And we're going to tell that story. We're going to talk about how this preacher and this church was ground zero and helped out the community. The things that you don't know about. So you're, you'll learn a little bit about West Baltimore and get an understanding of what they have going on. And that, that collaboration is in the works. And I'm so excited about that. And the other one is going to be Picktown. Picktown, uh, I did a community walk with Picktown. And it's going to be a good series where I met a lot of the community stakeholders. I'm excited to go about that. So that's going to be a little bit later in the year. But those are the communities I'm looking at, West Baltimore and Picktown. Um, and then we'll see where else it goes from there. Well, look, you're joined today by some of your super fans. You've got listeners all over the country. One of the reasons I think you wanted to be joined by some of your biggest supporters is so that they can ask you directly questions about the podcast. So I want to take this opportunity to see if any of the folks who have joined us tonight want to pull behind the curtain <laughs> and really get into the man behind no picks. Any well, questions on, you have? Hold up, hold up before you know, but, but do you guys know Garrett was on episode one, episode five? And he now works with Eric Holders. That's his right hand man. So, uh, like I said, he's been my college roommate, my man. So, you know, he, uh, again, I just want everybody to know who he is. So, give a background information about that. And then I see my girl Sarah in the background. Her episode, top 10 episodes in the last year. Give him the episode uh, number. I can't remember which one it is, but Sarah. Oh, I can't, you remember, can't remember, what, remember that number. I can't Come remember, on. but she was the top. She's in, she's in the dark. I see her. I'm looking at her right now. But I wanted to let I wanted to call her out and let her know that she was one of the top ten episodes of the season, of the year. That's a lot of episodes. But go ahead. Go ahead. I do like that you're doing the throwback series. It's good to go back to some of the old episodes because, like, you got some heat in my early days. Well, a lot of people don't realize that the one the writers from Bridesmaids is on my podcast. <laughs> oh, that's the other. That's the other one. I'm actually, so the one, la one last one I'll tell you is um, Evan Goldberg will be on the show next year. If you know who Evan Goldberg is, Evan Goldberg is a writer of Superbad, Knocked Up, and him and I have connected, and he will be on the show next year sometime. Don't know when, but that's an exclusive right there. You just heard it first. So I'm doing some things, and I, again, I look at the landscape of podcasting in Baltimore, and I'm happy for people doing things. And I, I look around, now podcasters are doing Black History Month. They're doing Women's mm -hmm. History Month. 
So when you see these podcasters doing it, just understand they weren't doing it before I got out here doing it. And they're not, now they're, if you look around, they're doing a whole season of Black History. They're doing a whole, they're doing Women's History Month. They never did it before. And it's a cool thing that, you know, they're doing it and I recognize it what's out here in the culture. So I really appreciate give me one other, Give me one other Baltimore-based podcast we should be listening to that we're not. I know you run with a lot of the podcasters in town. There's, there's, there's so many. I mean, I don't want to shortchange anybody. You know what I mean? Uh, come on. If you, want a real, if you want a real gritty one, we, it's called We Need Answers. It's real gritty. It's like the wire times five. Like he talks to people who actually live in McCullough Homes and all these projects and whatnot and they, how they grew up in West Baltimore. You learn a lot about his series. Um, come on, super fans. Let's get into it. So, Aaron, so, so real quick, and, and, you know, I consider myself a super fan. Um, but, you know, one of the things I just want to comment on is, is you know, when you started out, I, I felt like the scope of the podcast was fairly narrow, um, you know, towards a narrow group, right? It was, it was toward, towards us, you know, uh, people that, you know, you went to school with that you knew early on. And it's just so, it, it was so exciting to see how the scope kind of grew out, right? Like how it grew out to, you know, from from narrow kind of Syracuse group of people always telling the stories of them to then, you know, maybe more political. And then, and then you know, obviously where you're at now is kind of telling a story of Baltimore is, is really cool. And, and so, you know, congratulations on your success. If, you know, maybe you just want to comment on the evolution of the podcast from the beginning to where it is now to where you kind of see it going forward. I think that would be interesting. So that's Michael from Philly. So um, he's from Philly chiming in um so i really didn't at this how it got to baltimore again it was just by luck um i see a family member jenna the yuka yukina family they're on this on the on, on the episode they're out here and um they came up to me were like hey baltimore needs some love we need some love in our northeast baltimore community the bridge is closed if you know about northeast harford road bridge is closed so that lost a lot of business of people coming up down the corridor. And they used to have a Harford Road happy hour. And I remember that was like people getting out to meet people. And I remember people didn't know. People were asking, what is a podcast? This is 2019. They didn't even know what it was. I'm like, come on, catch up with the world. But then I was like, hey, let's do something that helps out the businesses. Let's help the restaurants. And that's how it started. It was the Northeast first. So it went from Syracuse to Northeast, Baltimore. And then it grew because the people start hearing about it. And then I started going across to you, like, you know, downtown, you know, down to go to DC, you know, doing some, you know, taping in Miami. Like, we, we taped in Miami. He's the one that episode we taped in Miami. So it's like we've taped everywhere. And do where do I see it going right now? It could go in a lot of different directions. You know, I've had some amazing feedback from um, different um, entities that are in, in radio and stuff like that. And they like what I'm doing. You know, they want me to do a shorter format, like 20 minute shows. I don't know if I could do that. A storyteller in 20 minutes. That's pretty hard, you know? So again, you have to adjust to things. So within, I would say you're going to see a lot more storytelling, like community based wise. So you'll see the more West Baltimore that you probably didn't know about. You'll hear about Pigtown. What is this all about? You'll hear a little bit more about that. Um, you might hear me talk about a little bit more about Baltimore County. So be on the lookout for that. That might be a little spend. I'm throwing in there for people. Um, I'm, I'm going to DC to do a whole series on artists in DC. So that's going to be really exciting to meet all these artists that want to be doing some things in DC. So I'm excited for what the future's hold. I didn't think it would last this long, 
But again, I'm fueled again. I'm ready to just, you know, go full steam ahead. So I'm excited. Yeah, I just think, I, I think that the one, you know, throughout the evolution of the podcast, the one thing that's remained consistent is that, you know, you've been able to kind of break down each story into a common kind of thread where, where most people can relate to it. And I think that, I think that that's what's, what, what's kept the audience captivated. And, and I know that that's what's kept it interesting is that, you know, the, the, the diversity of the stories has been enormous, I think that, but I, I think breaking down to a personal level where people can kind of relate to it and, and, and um, follow and, and um, I think it has been great. So um, congratulations on your success and, and looking forward to the next season. And, and one thing I've always wanted to do, and I, I got reminded the other night, I was doing a Twitter space and the guy said, you know, I remember Aaron asking me about how to do a pod. And he said, you've kept it authentic the whole time. And the moment you lose your, your authenticity, then I'm, I'm done. Because then you lose a grip of what you're doing and control of the show. So that was part of the other part was with everything going on in November, then everybody wanted to grab towards you. Everybody. When I mean, I'm in, I'm in certain parties where I've never been to this party two years ago. I've never been invited to this party two years ago. I'm getting invited to everything, you know, under the sun, Raven boxes, seats, all this stuff. Because they want a piece of their story told. And you start losing control of like, this is my story. This is, not, this is what I'm doing. And everybody else wanted it to be their story. So you have to fight. And that's why you have to stop and say, let's hold on. Let's reset and figure things out. So now I'm like, I feel like I'm back in control of the ship. Because it gets crazy when you're invited to everything. They're like, we'll throw money. We'll throw money. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What comes with that? And you learn that real quick, what comes with that money, what stipulation. So the train can get out of control, but you didn't see it because I kept it maintained. I kept it even kill. And that's why I do so many episodes in advance, just in case what happened to me last year happens. It's already, you know, well, I have episodes already in the chamber. So he's a lot like Tupac in that way. <laughs> Other questions from the super Aaron's, fans? Yeah, I've got a question. Um, you have pulled some pretty awesome guests. Do you have a dream guest or pie in the sky? Like anyone on the show, who would you want? Wow. Pie in the sky. Who would I want? Wow. That, that's, I mean, so it's interesting to ask that question because celebrities don't do well on my show. People don't like celebrities. Like when there's like somebody famous in Baltimore, people don't like it. They, they don't like, I'll give you an example. Like there's certain artists and certain people who do things around the area when i have them on or like they're popular doesn't do anything but when it's somebody like that people want to know and invest and learn so the pie in the sky i mean i don't know i know you i definitely want you to check out this episode that's coming out on first the first episode in black history month it's with the guy by the name of chris colbert he has a company called DCP Entertainment. It's a black podcast company. He has uh, famous uh, people on it. I interviewed him. He has a series called Say Their Names. And it's, it's in his first, his episodes are about Corinne Gaines. If you know about Corinne Gaines' story that happened in Baltimore, she was one who had mental problems and got shot by the police. She had a shotgun in her, in her hand, but she got killed in her house. If you hear his story about it, it it's, it's really dope. And I like that. It's one of my favorite ones of the season coming up because you learn a lot about you hear the media side, but then he goes around all around the country and talks to these families. 
and you get to find out who this person really was. So there's some really dope. That's really dope. Um, I mean, right now, to be honest, it's turnkey right now. So it's not really like if I reach out, nine out of ten, I can get the person because they know who you are. They check your website out because somebody did an awesome website. I'm not gonna say who did it, but uh, <laughs> but uh, again, like it was just one of those things that people do your do their homework. So pie in the sky. I mean. I don't know. I mean, Obama be cool, but I mean, that's not as he's so overused. Like he's so over, like you, when you're overused, like people just know everything about you. So. It, yeah. Huh? <laughs> I know. He just said he was overused. I was like, let's put your money where your mouth hey, hey, maybe, maybe put Eric, you can get a new story out of it. Maybe get Eric Holder on there. So maybe, I mean, that's your boss. Just saying. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, super happy for you. Love what you've done so far. And I can't wait for the new season. Thank you. What do you want to do? You want to do one more question? This is your oh, show. No. Just do a couple more. I see some people raise All right. Go ahead. Go. Let's keep it rolling. Who wants to ask the next question? Hey, Aaron. It's me, Jenny. Hey. 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 I just, I don't have a question for you because I feel like I know everything about you. I just want to say all the Yuknas are so proud of you and we just love watching you fly. Sinjin, say hi to Mr. Aaron. Hey, Mr. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hey, I appreciate y'all support. And I'm excited to um the one that Tom Perez that's gonna be a really cool one. So I definitely want people to hear about the gubernatorial can the gubernatorial race for Maryland and hear what you know, hear your options. Um I have reached out to Wes Moore's team and Peter Franchot's team. They want to do it. Hey Aaron, it's Molly. How are hey, you? Hey, how are you? Um yeah, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but you do showcase a lot of talent in Baltimore from artists and small businesses. And I just wonder, how do you keep it from, from keep the podcast from being solely a promotional tool for these small businesses? Or do you kind of like that as a power that the podcast has? Uh, you know, it's, it's a win-win situation for everybody. You know, I look at it as, hey, it's a 30-minute advertising for you. That, that's what it boils down to. I get to learn about you. My listeners get to learn about you. The art, to be perfectly honest, out of the ten, top 10 episodes, seven are artists. That, that, mm -hmm. That's straight up. That's what it is. I'm, I know the niche. I know what it is. That's why I don't really do uh, too many like outside the realm because I know, like I'm doing a show of E. Brady Robinson. That's, that's going to be, oh, yeah, we're doing a live show at Hotel Indigo. And that's like a private, like 15 person affair. And it's going to be recorded the whole nine yards. Uh, Maryland art place is going to be there. So it's going to be like a cool place. So the art scene has embraced me. Um, Broma, the person who runs mm -hmm. that, she's like, let's do some work. Made, it, made in Baltimore. She wants to do some work. So they want to do work. So I know what my listeners like. And one thing about the artists, their followers follow them. So when you put yeah. somebody in like, um, I'm not, I don't want to say anybody's name in Baltimore, but with, with Sarah Smiggle, who top 10 show, people loved her stained glass. They want to mm -hmm. learn. I mean, I saw a person who was on the show who was highlighting her stained glass today on Instagram. I was like, how do you know her? She's like, I heard her on your show and I really like her stuff. And that right, right there, that's, that's a win right there. That's what it's all about. I want people to do that. And that's what's why, and I did the Charm City um, Craft Mafia show. And there were so many people who came up to me like, we love what you're doing. So the balance is, does it make sense for me? <laughs> and I have a little team behind me that I, I go. So when I have a, all these hundred requests, I have a team of people that I go back and forth yeah. and go and say, does this make sense? Does this make sense? 
And that, and it's a good team that you need to be around to help you out behind the scenes. So that's where I get the, you know, so that's behind the scenes. And I want to give a shout out to Christy who's in here. Um, she's helped me out with a lot of proposals. I've never written a proposal a day in my life. And now I'm writing proposals for each and every company right now. And that's what they want, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Go ahead, Christy. Your name has been invoked. You have the floor. All right. <laughs> Um, I'm curious, and this could be an episode from 2021, uh, or it could be, you know, any previous year, like what episode do you feel like has pushed you the most as a host? Mm. I have an answer. I want to hear yours. Oh, wow. Which pushed me the most? Uh, interviewing a good friend. Um, I interviewed my friend. For the 100, I think 100, well, she was a 100, Deidre, she was a 100 episode. Yeah, and, she was 100. And it was very hard to interview her because of where she works. So we couldn't, we had to navigate this whole, like, interview because she couldn't tell where she worked. And her boss was like, if you tell her, you, you, they're not allowed to say anything. They're not allowed to say where they work, what company they do. And the company she works for is amazing. But this person doesn't want to be in the spotlight and her boss is like owns sports teams, owns all this stuff, but they don't want them to talk. And she's like a CFO of this company. I think her story is amazing. Being a black woman who started out in the, like a really heavy finance background and worked their way up to be CFO for soul cycle and for other different companies. I think hearing her story is inspirational in itself because she went through a lot of trials and tribulations to get where she was. Um, that would be one. Um, the other one would be, it would be my good friend, Emily, <laughs> uh, Garrett's fiance. Uh, she, we talked about MS and I didn't really know too much about MS. And that was one of the first two episodes that I recorded and we talked about MS and then it was really heartbreaking. And we never did a continuation of her story. And because she had got this wall street drug that I wasn't even one that wasn't even out. And she, you know, what took her into remission. So that could be another follow-up one. That was really dope because I really was inspirational. And then the third one would be, now I'm going back in the catalog, adoption. I was a good friend who had adoption, um, Sarah and Brian. And they talked about how she came out and said, I lost a child twice. And we went for adoption. And she talks about the whole process. And it was very heartbreaking how it's hard, so hard to get a kid in Baltimore City. So it was pretty heartbreaking to hear all that. And a lot of people were educated from that. And the other one would be probably my mom because my mom had cancer. So that one would be, so those are your top four, but those are all back in the day. So a lot of those, if you go back and listen to my episodes, those are the ones that really, really like cemented me like, all right, this is what it's all about. So uh, that, that, that hopefully it gives you an answer. Or he started having elected officials on and big time artists and doing, you know, back in the day when he was pure. That's what, that's what he's talking about. Well, you know, I, I won't tell you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the one with your mom. I feel like. Part of you being relatable is open to that's that that to me that that one I think is the one that shows you growth the most. That that was a great episode. I, I love a lot of people reached out about my mom episode. That that's that's a really good one. Um, Do we have other questions folks want to ask? I think Jess does. Yeah. Hi. Uh, I, so much info here. So thank you. Uh, I have one question, kind of random. Is there some kind of routine or superstition or something that you follow that you kind of do to prepare for every guest? either kind of day of right before the interview or something that you just got to do each and every time, either prior or during. 
That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I can't say it's illegal when I'm joking with you. Uh, now, I, um, before I get to a guest, I normally uh, do listen to Tupac. I listen to pretty much every gangster song, rap song there is out there. And uh, I just let it rock because I'm old school 90s hip hop. And that just gets me in the mood to ready just take on everything. You know, I put 50 cents on, I put, you know, outcast on. And I just start rocking to like vibing. And then once, like before the person comes on, I'm like, okay, I'm cool and calm and collective now. So I'm ready to go. And then nine times out of 10 before I even go, I do my homework, do my research. And then I don't even look at it anymore because I don't want to overthink it. And when you overthink things, that's when it goes bad. You have to have a natural uh, conversation. So matter of fact, Pandora's box will be on my show. She's from Northeast. I know that's another, that's another jewel I'm dropping. She, a black uh, business owner who's in Federal Hill. And uh, that's really exciting. She's going to be on. So um, I just do, I listen to hip hop. I listen to hip hop and just get in, get in, get in the zone. I, uh, I, don't, I don't drink at all before I, I don't drink. Um, before any episode, because I just know just, it doesn't work well, but I like to like listen to hip hop and then I'm in the zone and then I'm ready to go. Then it's just, but if I don't say hip hop, then I'm kind of like, all right, well, I kind of like just go in a different zone and try to like walk outside, think about something totally different. I mean, when I did an interview with live with Al Hutchinson from visit Baltimore, that was like, they were right there and there's just CIA double way commissioners there. And I'm like, Cool. So I literally walked down the hall, popped my iP- my AirPods in, and I was listening to Snoop and just hanging out with him. It was like a West Coast mood. And I just listened to West Coast. And then I was like, let's go. Let's rock. And that's how I do it before any episode now. Does that give you insight? Any more questions? Any more questions for anybody? No picks after dark season four. What do you want to leave folks with? Come on, give us some more teasers. Um, I mean, I don't want to hold anybody up later, but I appreciate everybody coming out and just hanging out with me for just, you know, 30, 40 minutes of time. Um, it's been great just to do this. And you have to, you always, every year I'm trying to reinvent myself and do things differently. And this is one of the things I thought of was like, why not do a live Zoom with people who really dig the show? That's how you reinvent yourself to make yourself just fresh and different. And just always trying to push the envelope. So, I mean, this year, I'll do, like, again, invites to the Tom Perez thing. I want a lot of people to come and hear that. People always talk about they hate politics. But guess what? You, you, everybody likes well, who's going to be the next governor. You want to know. You kind of want to know if this person's for you. So that's going to be a political series. The other one, I have, this is another one. Johnny O will be on there, too. Johnny O is an executive. Yeah, county executive. County executive. So his team, um, I'm working with Bordies. Work with Priggle, uh, ice cream. It's things that I was doing in the background that's gonna be pretty cool where I might do a show at a vineyard. That's pretty dope. Hang out, wine, listen to conversation. So there's some things that I'm doing this year that's, that I'm reinventing myself because I feel like people want to be outside this spring and summer. So let's make it happen. Let's have people come out, enjoy themselves, have a drink, and relax, enjoy themselves. So that's that's what I'm thinking about. And the new the shows will start probably live in late February, early March. So I can tell you that for sure. I know. We're going to start rocking them because everybody's like, like I said, we're back in business. Northeast forever. All right. But thank you guys for coming out. I really appreciate you guys taking your time. And I'm excited for the season to come up. Um, I have the first episode will be this one come on Monday. The second will be um, Sebastian. He is, um, he does a lot of stuff with steel and does carving stones. He's a Syracuse grad. He graduated 03. Really dope. He does Let's stuff. Go 
He does a lot of stuff around the national mind. He's in Baltimore, big time. He does big time things. And then third episode will be the live event that I'm happening next week at Hotel Indigo. And then a DCP say their names. And then there's a Visit Baltimore with two African-American people who were the first apprentices. That was really, really dope. She says one thing to me. She said, the guest said, the reason why I wanted to work for Visit Baltimore to do apprenticeship because I saw somebody look like me on the billboard. And I could have ended the episode right there. Because to me, representation matters. And I always say that. And when you see somebody who looks like you doing something, that's what makes it important. So I'm going to leave you guys on that note. All right. No picks after dark. Season four. Be there or be square. I would like to thank my sponsors, Zeke's Coffee. I'd like to thank Baltimore Fiscal, Maggie's Farm, and OpenWorks Baltimore. Thank you so much for believing in me. Also, I'd like to thank all the listeners who listened and contributed to this night. It was an amazing time. You can find me on nopixafterdark.com or nopixafterdark on Instagram, nopixafterdark on um, dark at the, on Twitter, and nopixafterdark on Facebook. And if you want to find me on TikTok, nopixafterdark also. Love, peace, and happiness. Thank you, folks.